Hello and welcome to my podcast. I am Misunderstood, a.k.a. Miss Nobody. Today's podcast is going to be a little different. Probably quite controversial. A lot of people may not agree with what I'm about to say. However, I deal with this thing called truth. And it just is what it is. So today's podcast... It's about relationships, variety in relationships to be specific. For most of us, we all like to think about that one special person that we have or would like to have in our lives. Someone to be with, someone to share special moments with, someone to laugh with, to eat with, to laugh, all kinds of stuff with, right? And it sounds great. And it is wonderful. And if you found that person and you have that type of relationship, congratulations. Hold tight to it. It's very rare these days. Because relationships all go through this phase. At the very beginning, it's called the honeymoon stage. If you don't know what the honeymoon stage stages, especially for you younger people out there who are just getting into relationships and you think you found that one that you love and you want to spend the rest of your life with, <clears throat> the one that you cannot stand to be away from, the one that you want to be with every waking single moment where everything is all grits and gravy and it's glitz and glam and so wonderful and you guys are just soulmates, so you believe. Um, we, every relationship, it goes, every relationship starts off in this stage, the honeymoon stage. They call it the honeymoon stage because everything is perfect. You couldn't find or think of anyone fucking better to be with and spend your time with. You know, that person you just cannot get enough of. The reality is. The reason why they call it the honeymoon stage is because why? For those of us who are a little bit more seasoned, we know that a honeymoon doesn't last forever. As is the same for the honeymoon stage in a relationship. The honeymoon stage in a relationship typically lasts about maybe two, three months. A little longer, maybe sometimes shorter, depending on the, the, the people who are in the relationship. But nevertheless, the honeymoon stage is definitely not permanent. It's for sure, for sure, temporary. Honeymoon stage is what occurs before all the realness sets in. Before you really get to know that person and the the things that you didn't know about the person and they didn't know about you, before all those things become exposed and set in, that honeymoon stage is a wonderful stage to be in. It's just unfortunate that it does not last. After the honeymoon stage comes in this stage called the real reality. What's really going on. It's when all the little tiny skeleton bones start popping out. You start to learn things or realize things about your partner that you didn't realize before or couldn't have. Because you just might might just be getting to know somebody. But it's... um. 
most definitely <clears throat> a time where you start to meet the real person of who you are. And this doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. But the honeymoon um, stage, I mean, the real stage is when the test begins. The test to see who is able to endure, who is able to accept, who is able to um, acknowledge what you're, who you're truly dealing with. <clears throat> for some of us, it's a rude awakening. <clears throat> and for some of us, it's not. It happens to everybody. No one, no relationship is exempt. And just because you may not necessarily, um, when you make it out of the honeymoon stage, just because you get to the stage where the realness starts to set in, it doesn't mean it's going to be all bad. It just means you become aware of what you're dealing with. <clears throat> and at that time, most of us make decisions based off of whether we're able or willing to deal with it or not. Sometimes we're able to deal with it. Sometimes we make the decision to deal with it. And sometimes we don't. Some people choose to hit the road. And some people can stick it out. It all depends on the individuals involved. Solely. But let's get into the deeper part of the relationship. <clears throat> after the honeymoon stage. After the realness is set in. After you get comfortable with each other. After you kind of, you know, have a good, pretty good idea or think you have a pretty good idea of who it is that you're dealing with. Let's get into a seasoned relationship. And that means just a seasoned relationship means you've been together for a while. You know? What usually happens is... <clears throat> You know, you start to see different things and you start to realize different things, start to notice different things about your spouse, your mate, your significant other, whatever you want to describe it as. And you do an assessment. Sometimes people, again, leave. Sometimes they stay. Sometimes people stay Because you think you found that one that you want to spend the rest of your life with or you want to spend the most of your time with and you want to always be around, right? But is that where it ends? And I don't mean the relationship, but is that where it really ends where people want to just always be with each other or be around each other or choose to stay with each other? Does it, does it stop right there? The answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. Because what happens is sometimes we find people that we enjoy spending our time with and we love being with. But it doesn't take away from our desire for variety. If you haven't caught on to what I'm saying yet, this is usually where cheating sometimes occurs. It's not people... Look at cheating as such a horrible thing, and it's not doesn't feel good. And never we've all been cheated on, or we've all cheated one of the two. You're on one side, you've either been cheated on, or you've cheated, maybe even both. <clears throat> and we all know, especially if you're on the been cheated on end, it's not a good feeling at all. It doesn't make you feel good. Nobody ever likes to be you know played on or cheated on. And why do people cheat? What makes a person cheat? Well, I've come to this conclusion <clears throat> that some people 
people have different reasons why they cheat. It could be something that's lacking at home. It could be their desire for variety. It could be some people cheat for fucking sport because they just feel like they can do it. Some people just have a hard time committing to one person. And when I say committing to one person, I mean some people cheat and they have that special someone that they want to spend the rest of their life with. But they also still want something else. And 10, 15 years ago, if you had asked me about this, I would have just completely been down on cheating. And I'm not here to advocate cheating by any means. Because again, no one likes to be cheated on. It's not a good feeling at all. However, over the past few years of my life, I have looked into why people cheat. What makes people cheat? And this is not just geared towards one sex. This goes for anybody that falls under the umbrella of being a human being, which is all of us. What makes people, what allows people to be with somebody that they care about, like, or love, want to be with, and still have the desire to go elsewhere? What makes people do that? I've come to this conclusion that it's because we as humans have a desire for variety. You can have somebody that you love, and people do, this is what people do. They have somebody that they love, that main person that they love and they want to be with, the person they know they can always go home to or want to always go home to. And for some other reason, whatever reason, something else catches their eye, even if it's just temporary. It's a desire for variety. And again, I'm not advocating cheating, so please do not put that in my, put those words in my mouth. I'm just explaining what really fucking seems to be going on. And the way I look at it is like this. <clears throat> we allow ourselves to love people, to be with people all the time. And there are very, very, very few people who are able to actually stick it out and remain faithful. That's why it's called cheating, because you cheat. You're going outside of the realm. But people do it because of our natural desire for variety. It doesn't make it right. Don't get me wrong. But it is what the fuck happens. And I looked at it like this. Think of your favorite food. Think of your favorite outfit. Your favorite shoes. Your favorite uh, route home. Your favorite place to eat. Your favorite anything, something that you just cannot get enough, something that you love. But let's just go on something simple as this, your favorite food. Think about the, of, of, of the, all the foods in the world, what food you love to eat the absolute fucking most. How many days can you eat that food? Your very absolute top favorite. Could you eat it every day? Could you eat it every day for a week, two weeks, a month? Three months. The same dish every single day. No matter how much you love it. Mine is gumbo. I love me some fucking gumbo. Love it. Always have ever since I was a little girl. Probably always will. <clears throat> but I know that when the holidays roll around, like this time of year it is right now. It's what, November 27th. Um... 
as much as I love gumbo, and I do love me some fucking gumbo. I can hurt myself. I hurt myself. And I can't. I hurt myself on gumbo. But as much as I love gumbo, I know that I cannot eat gumbo every single fucking day. Even when I only make it once a year. Maybe twice if I'm in the mood. But for most of the time, past years, it's just been once a fucking year, right around this time of year, that I make gumbo. Or my mama will make, will make it. And she makes the hell out of some gumbo. Let me tell you. And she passed it down to me and I'll make the hell out of some gumbo now. But whenever we make gumbo and banana pudding. Oh, banana pudding. Woo, boy, my mouth is salivating right now. I love some banana pudding and I am queen of the banana pudding. I know everybody says that, but I put it down. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. <laughs> so gumbo and banana pudding. My two favorites of all fucking time. I am unable, unwilling to eat gumbo, I think once I make it, once we make it, I can fuck it up for at least first two, three days. Loving it. Loving it. And then I want something else. I want something different. I'm tired of eating gumbo. Now I know people may say, well, what the fuck does that have to do with your feelings? And really, it, 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 it has a lot to do with it, really. And that's the difference between, you know, food or objects and, 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 and people. Because people, we have these things called feelings and emotions and hearts and heartstrings and all that shit that goes along with relationships, right? So people could say, well, you can't compare that to food. Yes, the fuck you can because it's the same concept. Hence why the fuck people cheat like they fucking do. Because they want something fucking different. And I may be able to go back and eat some gumbo if I feel like it later on. But the thing is, I can't eat gumbo. Not even for a week straight. I would be sick. It just gets a little complicated when you're dealing with feelings and emotions. But it's the same fucking concept. We see things that we like. It don't take nothing away from the fucking fact that we love whoever we're with. But a lot of times we see things and see something else that we like and you just want to try it. There you go with the fucking cheating. Again, please do not put words in my mouth because I am not saying that I condone this. I'm not saying that this is right or okay. However, it is what it fucking is. Because as we know today, if you're, unless you're living under a rock... We know the rate of divorce, <clears throat> separation, breakups, usually are probably about 85 to 90% surrounded by somebody cheating. It might be 75, 80%. Maybe the rest is about domestic violence. I don't fucking know. But I know cheating is a very, very large factor in a lot of people's relationships these days. Some people never get caught. Some people do get caught. But that's, that's not the point either. The point is that the point is, overall point is, why do people cheat? And they cheat because of the need for fucking variety. Now, there are some people out there who defy this odd, very fucking rare, but there are people who do it. And then usually they still have skeletons. Maybe their skeletons just haven't been exposed because I know quite a few situations like that. Especially when, you know, about, especially when it comes to old timers. Older people that, you know, are seniors. 
Oh, some of the stories that you could, if you could hear some of your family stories. I know, I got, I've heard some family stories that blew my fucking mind. Couples that you look at and you're like, oh, they're so sweet. They've been together for 50, 60 years and they are all together. And you would not believe the motherfucking shit that they have been through. They just decided to stick it the fuck out. Those 50, 60 years have not been 50, 60 years of heavenly fucking marital bliss. Let me tell you. But you wouldn't know that looking at them. But when you hear the back stories, you're like, holy fucking shit. I know my, woo. I know my mom would have dropped some stories on me. I'd be like, oh, are you serious? Would have never, ever guessed. Not looking at the couples. But the truth of the matter is, really, it, it, it was going down. Some people just never got caught. Some people even got caught. There are people who, I don't know, I know personally relationships where motherfuckers got caught cheating hella fucking times. Hella. But they choose to stick it out. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to stick it out and allow them to do it again. Because a lot of times if it happens once, you can bitch your sweet ass. It ain't going to be the only fucking time. But, you know, it's all, and I'm not knocking people who choose to stick it out. It's all about what you choose to do. It's totally your choice because it's your relationship, your heart, your life. But the reason why I believe that most people cheat is because they, it's hard to stick with the same thing every single fucking day. That's why marriage is so, the, the divorce rate is skyrocketed. That's why one of the things in marriage is to have and to hold and to be with, you know, solely, basically, summing it up for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah, them words is easy to say I do. Easy. But when the smoke settles and the dust clears and all that shit. It's a whole different fucking story because people have a natural desire for fucking variety. Even if they don't intend on it being fucking permanent, people have a natural desire desire for variety. It doesn't take away anything of the fact that, 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 they, that they love the person that they're with, even though it feels that fucking way. You feel like, well, fuck, you don't fucking love me. You love him or her. You ain't tripping off of me because you doing this and you doing that. And they have every right to fucking say that shit. But the truth of the matter is, people have a natural desire for variety. And I will say this again, and again, and again, and again. I am not condoning people cheating. I am not advocating it. I'm just speaking on what the fuck is really going on. People, see, we deal with the shit a lot on our own. But nobody ever wants to talk about it. And I'm here to talk about it. Because I see what's going on. Some people have more a very intense desire for variety because for variety. Because there's motherfuckers out here that couldn't be faithful with the same they ask. But it doesn't mean that they don't love the person that they with. And that's a hard concept to understand because we look at motherfuckers like, well, if you love me, you wouldn't do this to me. And the truth is, they can still love you and fuck up. They people do. They do all the fucking time. It does not make it right. But it is what the fuck it is. Now, I know there are some people out there who maybe have a reason not to fucking cheat. I know there's a person out there right now that I am still in love with. I'm still in love with. And I think I'll probably love for the rest of my life. But they're in a relationship. And this person, ironically or whatever, as far as I know... Ain't cheating at all. This person remains completely faithful. As far as I know. I mean they're not fucking with me. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I don't love them. 
But he has one hell of an incentive to stay faithful, I suppose. Because he's got it real motherfucking good. And I mean, damn fucking good. Financially. Woo! Bruh sitting on top of the motherfucking world. Sitting on top of the motherfucking world. Hit a jackpot as far as relationships goes. And maybe that's what keeps him faithful. Because he's like, shit, I ain't finna fuck nothing up behind, forget, fuck nothing up, fuck all this up behind no fucking pussy. Which is understandable. People have their reason for doing what they fucking do. They really fucking do. <laughs> but we all have our reasons why we do what we do or what we don't do what we do. So there are maybe some reasons sometimes when people, and I'm not saying that everybody that's faithful has a fucking ulterior motive. I'm not saying that because that person doesn't have an ulterior motive at all. He's just enjoying whatever the fuck he's enjoying, which he deserves to enjoy. Um, but, and I'm not saying that everybody who's faithful has a reason, uh, a, a, a material reason to be faithful, because that's not true either. There are some people out there who really stick it out. But, you know, and we don't know what skeletons are in people's closet. If he is cheating, he's not cheating with me, <laughs> unfortunately. But, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I, I know for me in a relationship, I don't, that's, okay, so the way that I look at relationships, basically, I don't really necessarily believe in relationships anymore at this point, just because I know what people are um, capable of as far as, you know, like, you know, cheating and straying, and it's really weird because I've had this mindset since I was about 19, 20 years old before I got married to my kid's dad. Um, and I, I didn't know why necessarily. I just, um, I had it and I didn't really know where it was coming from. It was just the way that I saw it. But, um, him and I were fucking around, you know, when you first meet, not meet somebody, we've been knowing each other, but you know, when you first start messing with somebody intimately like that, you know, we were fucking around or whatever. We get together, have a good time. And the way that I saw it was... Because my, my kid's dad, you know, he did this thing when he was younger. Um, yeah. He did this thing when he was younger. Which, you know, he was, what, 19, 20, 21, 22? I mean, well, that's when you're supposed to do your thing, right? But, and we would get together, have a good time. And then once we separated, you know, once we went our separate ways for the day, my concern was not what he was doing or who else he was fucking with. And I didn't feel like his concern should be what else I was doing and who else I was fucking with. Because as long as we have a good time and we're together, I didn't think the rest mattered. But I get it. When you get, when you like somebody, sometimes we get attached and we get possessive or we try to get possessive and it goes from there. But I remember, you know, we were kicking it for a long time. And then one day he said to me, you know, oh, I think because I had got, I had got a, my first brand new car. And I remember he had, um, you know, we were having a good time together and the, we both lived in the same neighborhood at the time. And I remember one day, I guess he was on the bus coming home and somebody else in the neighborhood had gotten the same brand new car as I did, same color and all. And so I guess while he was on the bus one day coming, going back home or leaving home or wherever he was going, um...
song, someone with a similar car, a car like mine, he thought it was my car. He saw it in the driveway of this dude's house that he knows. I didn't know who the person was, but he knew. But he called me and was really upset. He was pissed, actually. He was like, what you doing at this nigga house? Woo, 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 woo. I'm like, what? I said, first of all, that's not my car. I'm at home. I don't know who you're talking about. And he was just convinced that, you know, he, that um, my car, he saw my car in this nigga's driveway and was, you know, he had feelings about it. And so I was thinking, like, after I explained to him that I know what car he's talking about and we have the same car, but that wasn't my car. After we got off the phone and he was, you know, his feathers was a little unruffled. I started thinking, like, why would it fucking matter if my car was in his driveway? If that was my car, but it wasn't. If that was my car in the driveway, what the fuck is it to you? And I wasn't saying that to be mean, but I was thinking, like, you have no right to ask me about my whereabouts like that because I'm not your girl. You're not my man. We just get together and have a good fucking time. So I couldn't understand why the fuck he... I mean, I knew about other girls he was messing with. I didn't go questioning him about the shit. Because I looked at it like, let's keep it simple. When we get together, we get together, we have a good time. And when, we, when we're separated and not together, your business is your business and my business is my business. And I used to tell, I used to tell him, as long as you don't bring me no, give me no shit that you're going to have to explain to me, like an STD, I ain't got no questions about what the fuck you do. I don't give a fuck who you with. You give me the time that you give me, I give you the time I give you. We get together, we have a good time, and it's simple as that. Anything outside of me and you being together at that at that very moment, to me, is irrelevant. Let's just say he wasn't feeling that. He was not feeling that shit at all. To me, I was like, how much better, what person wouldn't want to take up that fucking offer? Somebody who's not questioning nothing that you do, especially when you know you're doing some shit. I mean, I don't, I don't know who, how many other girls he's messing with. I knew two for sure. But but I, but I wasn't worried about it because I'm like, they wasn't taking out no time that I got to spend with him. They weren't cutting the time that me and him were spending. So I could give less than a damn about who the fuck else you fucking with. We're not in a relationship. There's no need for me to question that shit. He did not see it that way. He, you know, I guess he knew about one other dude that I was actually messing with. And he... You know, decided to, you know, kind of set trip with me behind it. And I was like, wait a minute, bro. Like, what you mean? How you? First of all, I don't want to talk about it. Because it's none of your business. And I didn't mean that in a mean way. But I meant it like, bro, it's none of your business. Because we're not, in a, we're not in a relationship. To me, that's what you call keeping it simple. You could be in, you can act like you're in a relationship when you're together. But we're not in an official relationship to where you need to be questioning me about shit. Nor should I be questioning you about shit. That leaves you the freedom to do what the fuck you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, and not have to worry about answering a no fucking body. That's the way that I see it. He didn't see it that way. And I wish. And then, you know, he started talking about relationships and feelings. It didn't mean I didn't have feelings for him. I did. I was feeling him. I was really feeling him. You know, that, that was my homeboy and it was my, my, my lover. Wasn't in love with him, but I mean, that was my, you know, my boot thing or whatever you want to call it. But it was my boot thing without the fucking weight of a fucking relationship. 
that R word just bothers the shit out of me because the R word relationships just mean that you are now fucking all up in my shit, my business, my you're questioning me about shit that really don't concern you at all. And I still, because I have the freedom and you have the freedom as well to do what the fuck you want to do. But for some reason, he wasn't feeling that shit. And I'm like, why wouldn't you? This keeps it so simple. If we know we both have boundaries, unbounded, unbounded boundaries, meaning basically we can, we fuck around, but we ain't got the reason, no reason to be questioning nobody about who the fuck you was with and where the fuck you was at. You ain't got that fucking right. Neither do I. So let's not go there. Let's just enjoy the time that we spend together while when we are together, and fucking go when we go our separate ways. And we don't live together, so when we go our separate ways, we have no reason to question shit. Simple. It's just fucking simple. Especially when you know you already doing your thing. You got other people you fucking with. I got other people I'm fucking with. That ain't either. That's neither. That's neither one of our fucking business. What the other person is doing at all. But he made it his fucking business. <laughs> oh, we. <laughs> that was. I think that was our first argument after fucking years of fucking with each other. That was our first argument. And you see how we were cool. The whole. I mean, we were cool afterwards. But but it was like no arguments, no confrontation, no fucking nothing. At all. Until. The R word came into play. You know he started talking about how he didn't want me fucking with nobody else. And he got feelings for me and blah 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 blah. And I was like I feel you on that. I got feelings for you too like that. But but, but why. I said why complicate it with a fucking relationship. Why put that R stamp on it. Why. That just makes shit complicated. You can live your life. You living your life right now. I'm living mine. We get together have a fucking good time. And then when we go we go. We can act like we, we when we were together, you would you would swear we was in a relationship, and I guess you could call it a kind of a relationship, but it wasn't an actual fucking relationship to where nobody needs to be questioning nobody about shit. So that leaves you the freedom to do as you want to do, any fucking way, without the fucking hassle of fucking answering no goddamn questions or giving no explanations for both of us. He wasn't feeling it. Oh, he wanted a relationship. He wanted us to be exclusive and blah 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 blah. blah. Knowing the whole fucking time. That your intentions was never really to be exclusive at all. You just wanted me to yourself while you wanted the freedom to still do whatever the fuck you wanted to do. And I told him, I told him a long time ago, that's the same time, about, about the same time. Why do that? I'm like, I like what we have now because we don't have no questions. We don't have no motherfucking, no confrontation. Just why? You doing your thing. I'm doing mine. That ain't even none of, neither nobody's, none of nobody's fucking business. Really, it's not. But he insisted on a fucking relationship. And I told him, I said, you know, if we start a relationship, because we were really, that, that, my kid's dad, that was my nigga. I mean, swear to God, that nigga was my nigga. I met him when I was 13. He was 17. We didn't get sexual for a long time after that. But the thing is, we've known each other that fucking long. But the thing is, though, that was my nigga. Like, seriously. And I told him, I said, listen, if we get into a relationship and that shit don't fucking work out. Guess what? That's a friendship and a relationship down the fucking drain. He didn't care. I should have stood my fucking ground. Because like I, cause today, I can't stand it. And I guess he feels the same way about me. Why? I don't fucking know. Considering all the shit that he's put my ass through. But nevertheless, 
we ain't cool. Let's put it like that. Bottom line. We ain't cool. We got three kids together. We are not fucking cool. We deal with each other for the kids' sake. We do. But I personally have, outside of being my kid's dad, I have no respect for this man. Considering that I know all the shit that this motherfucker did. No respect at all. I respect him as my kid's father. As a person, zero. Because I know the shit that this motherfucker did. And nobody knows it but me and him. But that's all right. But the bottom line was, as I told him, and I'm, and I think I'm more upset with myself than I am with him, because had I stood my fucking ground and said, no, we're not getting into a relationship because have, if the relationship goes sour, so does the friendship. And look at us today. That's what makes me sad. That's what makes me sad because I don't care how much, how I feel about him today, how he feels about me today. Back in the day, that was my nigga. That was my nigga. He was, we was, I'm telling you, that was the, like, out of everybody that I've ever dealt with, he was the motherfucking coolest motherfucker of all. Like, seriously. Funny, fun, just, just awesome. Super all the fucking way. He was my nigga. My nigga, my nigga. Like, seriously. And that's what I think hurts me the most today, to know how we are today, considering what we used to be. And I'm, like I said, I'm even more upset with myself. Because I should have stood my fucking ground. Maybe he would have not wanted to talk to me anymore. I don't fucking know. But I know for sure we probably wouldn't have ended up this way. That's what makes me the saddest. I never wanted to hate this man. I thought me and him would be like folks forever. But I gave in. Got into a relationship with him. Because he was, I mean, really, I had never seen him ever. In all the years that I had known him, I had never seen him get that mad when I told him, why would you want to start a relationship with me? Why? Why would you want to start a relationship with my ass? When we have so much fun together, and we, look how, look how much fun we're having, and we, ain't know it, and we don't have a relationship. Look how much fun we're having together. And why risk a friendship and a relationship going out of fucking drain? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you learn not to fucking give in. Sometimes... Follow your fucking right mind. Follow your first fucking mind. Put your fucking foot down. Had I put my foot down, I bet you me and him would have still been cool to this day. Even with the three kids. But I didn't. I gave in. I gave in. I gave in to him wanting to cut himself off. Because he had the freedom to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. See who he wanted to see and still be with me whenever we got together. So he cut his goddamn self off. Starting wanting to start a fucking relationship. And can I tell you that the day I gave in and said I would be his girl and we made it official. The day, it hadn't even been 12 motherfucking hours. And this motherfucker gets caught cheating. <laughs> Here comes the next chick. And it was funny how it happened because my parents weren't feeling him at all. He said, we stayed in the same neighborhood. So when my mom would see my car down at his house, she didn't like where he stayed at. So she thought he was into some things. And honestly, to this day, I can say he honestly wasn't into anything that my mother thought he was into. And we grown now, so I can tell the truth about it. But he really wasn't. He just got 
he was guilty by association because his family was was like the menace to society fucking house. But he wasn't into that kind of shit. It was just, you know, the people he was around. Nevertheless, my parents weren't feeling me at all. They definitely weren't feeling me being down there with this nigga. So my mama would drive by and see this nigga, see my car in this nigga's driveway. Oh, she, I would catch motherfucking hell. So I started hiding my car. I started hiding my fucking car. So she could, um, so, so when she passed by, because I mean, we, we live like four blocks from each other. So she could she easily go into the store, come home from work, any given time, pass by this nigga house and see my car in the driveway. And she, you know, she, she, I mean, I was 19, 20 years old, but she's, you know, still a child. She giving me shit about it. So I start hiding my fucking car. So that way when she passed by, she's like, okay, good, she ain't there. Start parking it in different, different, different places, you know, so, so she wouldn't see. Well, guess what? Even though I was hidden from my mother, I was hidden from everybody else too, right? So when you pass by his house, it looks like nobody's there. Which told his other people that he was fucking with, oh, it's cool to go by. So they came by. <laughs> Pissed. And it was funny because I even told him, I know one of the people that you fuck with. I know who she is. We used to go to school together. And it was funny because he tried his best to tell me that I was tripping. Because his brother's girlfriend, rest her soul, she passed away, um, drove a similar car. They drove the same car. Only difference was hers was red and the girls I used to go to school with, her car was burgundy. A Toyota Tercel. His brother's girlfriend had a red one, two-door. The girl he was fucking with had a burgundy four-door. That I even been in the car before. We went to the same school. She graduated a year before me. We even were the same class friends. And this dumbass didn't even fucking catch on to that shit. But either way. But I knew her. And I knew he was fucking with her. And I didn't have a problem with it. Until he said. I, fuck with I don't want to fuck with anybody else. I just want to fuck with you. I just want you to fuck with me. I knew he was fucking lying. I know his intentions were good. But I also knew he was lying his fucking ass off. I had known him for years. I know how this nigga get down. But I still put my foot in it and said, okay, no problem. So like I said, after the day after we became a, a, a couple, an official couple, here comes the next chick. Not even 24 hours. I should have got the fuck on then. I actually left... But I shouldn't have came back. Not under that capacity. But he talked and he even fucking cried. I was like, oh. And that's why this, these days I'm not fucking, you know, I'm not too sensitive to tears that much. Because I know people could be tears, have tears in their eyes and lie their motherfucking ass up. As he fucking did. Or should I say, as he still does from what I understand. But he begged, pleaded. All fuck, I mean, really. Damn near was on his knees about what he wasn't going to do when he saw already missed that, the third, all these. <sighs> That's what you get for being young and dumb, right? So I came back. And it wasn't too much longer after that. He fucked up again. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you fucking doing? Asking myself, like, and I even asked him, why? Why would you want to do this? There was a point in time where you could have did this shit and I wouldn't have had no fucking qualms about this shit. No question. But you pulled me into a relationship that I ended up agreeing to be in. But you proposed a relationship just to do this? Because of your desire for variety? 
and your inability to be able to conceal it? It wasn't until just not too long ago that I realized how smart I was in proposing just why touch a relationship at all and how stupid I was for actually giving into this shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. We can still love people. We can still be with people. We can still be around people. Without complicating things. If you know you're a person who may have somebody, that special person that you love, but know that you still have an eye for everything else, or you have the sticky fingers to touch something else, or, or the, the, the wandering desire, do yourself a favor. Knuckle up and accept that if you can do it, so can they. So why complicate shit? Leave it open. You may not like the fucking fact that your spouse or some or your or your your main or whatever the fuck you want to call her is, is, is fucking with somebody else. But if you're doing it too, what can you really fucking say? Embrace your need for fucking variety. You, we, we always act like we try not to do it. We try not to, you know, give into this type of shit. But we know ourselves better than anybody else. You may have every fucking intention on fucking, you know, not fucking fucking with somebody else or not cheating on your significant other. You may have every fucking intention, but you also know the truth. You may not cheat because there may not be any options right now at the time. But what happens when that person walks past you, that male or that female, and they catch his or her eye? Or they may even fucking respond to something. What happens then? All your good intentions go right into your pants and out the fucking, out the door. I used to tell my ex, and then, he didn't, but then my stupid ass was so far, I married him. Oh, yes. Dumbass me, right? Dumbass me. You jump your ass right into a situation where you already know how, how it's going down. But you still, because of feelings, now I'm in love with him, I married him. And guess what? It didn't stop. It didn't stop. And whenever he got caught, here comes the tears and the yelling and the screaming and the hollering and the, you know, throwing shit and having a fucking fit, falling the fuck out. And no, I'm doing it. I'm so sorry. I'm this and that and third. And I used to tell him, and matter of fact, before the song even came out, um, Brianna's Take a Bow. I swear to God, she took that shit from me. But no, she didn't take it from me. She, all you have to do is just be in a relationship and you can come up with the same concept. I used to tell them, don't tell me you're sorry because you're not. You're only sorry because you got caught. And that's real shit. That's real shit, baby. You're not sorry for what you did. You're sorry you got fucking caught. That's where all these tears is coming from. That's where all this howling and snotting and slobbing at the fucking mouth is coming from. That's where all this pleading is coming from. You got caught, stupid ass. That's what you're sorry about. It's just the way this shit goes. I mean, it's not a pretty picture, don't get me wrong. But if you really want to get into a relationship, you have to be honest. You have to be honest. And first, before you can be honest with anybody else, you got to be honest with your motherfucking self. That's real shit. 
I know it sounds good. And a lot of times, sometimes people even so-called, they say this shit knowing they don't fucking mean it just to get in the motherfucking dough. That's the worst part about the shit. Motherfuckers know motherfucker about you ain't got no intentions on stopping what you're doing, being faithful, having one motherfucker, being exclusive. You ain't got no intentions on that. But you want this one motherfucker all to yourself. You want this one motherfucker all to yourself. Although you're not interested in giving them the same. Oh, you got me all to yourself when I'm with you. See, that's the fine print. We're going to be all being exclusive. As long as it ain't nobody else, ain't no other options or ain't nobody else there. We'll be there together. And my mindset is like, let's all keep it fucking real. You can have that same person. You can have that main person. You can have that main motherfucker that you spend your time with. You can have that main motherfucker that you spend all your time with if you want. But when you go locking it into a relationship that you're supposed to be remaining faithful to each other, shit gets complicated. It gets complicated. You take away your freedom to roam freely. What is it? Like Southwest said, you are now free to move about the country. You take away that fucking freedom once you get in a relationship. And there's nothing wrong with giving up that freedom if you're willing to give it up. But if you're not willing to give it up, it's a whole lot wrong with that goddamn shit. But we say what we gotta say to get in the door, right? I want this right here, so I'm gonna say what I gotta say to get it. No, and I ain't got no intentions on really stopping what I'm doing, but this is what I want right here. So this is what this is what I need right here. So I'm just gonna say what I gotta say to get it. Fucked up shit. You cheat yourself and that person. You cheat yourself and that other person. Why? For what? Think about it. Think about it. You can still be with somebody and you can still love them and you can still have what you have with them. Just leave the door open. Leave the fucking door open and be willing to accept it both ways. Because a lot of people, if they cheat, if it's a cheating, cheat, if cheating is in the, is in the, is in the, um, is in the air or on the mat, at, 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 at hand, a lot of people couldn't take being cheated, being the cheater. They can deal with being the cheater. They can deal with whatever comes with it, the backlash, the asshole calling and name calling. They can, they can deal with all that, but they can't handle being cheated on. Or they can't, they can handle, they can, they can deal with, they can deal with making somebody else deal with knowing that they have somebody else, but they can't deal with somebody else knowing that somebody else that they fucking with got somebody else. That's not right. If you can dish it, damn sure better be able to take it. Do yourself a fucking favor. Be real with yourself first. And if you have a need for variety, embrace that shit. Just be honest about it. Leave it open. Don't go locking somebody down knowing you ain't ready to be locked the fuck down. Real shit. It's a waste of fucking time. Again, use me and my ex as a fucking thing. The thing that hurts me the most outside of the fact that I can't stand his ass. The thing that hurts me the absolute fucking most outside of the fucking fact that our family was dismembered because of this motherfucker. The thing that hurts the fucking most is that friendship that we once had. It's long gone. Long gone. And that, again, I'll say, that man was my nigga. Like, we was fucking around all the time, having a good time. That nigga kept me fucking laughing. I mean, he kept me in stitches. We would have a good... Everybody would be like, oh, yeah, that's your dude? But that's not my dude. That's my nigga. It's my partner. It's my homie. 
Boo thing, whatever the fuck you want to call But that was my nigga. And it's gone. It's gone. We don't even like each other now. But we stuck with each other because we got three kids together. And I'm mad at myself. Don't get me wrong. I'm more, I'm more mad. I'm more pissed at myself than I am at him because I should have stood my fucking ground. Had I stood my fucking ground, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. We may actually still be, even if we wasn't together, we might still be fucking friends. Because that nigga was my nigga. So just think about this, people. Just something to say. I know I went a little longer than I normally should have. And I want to thank you guys again for listening. I want to thank you for the love, especially from the East Coast. Y'all are showing me so much fucking love. I would love to hear back from you guys about this stuff. Um, I can be reached at wildchild77 at gmail.com. That's W-Y-L-D-C-H-Y-Y-L-D-77 at gmail.com. Just think about what I said. Think about what I was telling you. Apply it to your life. Be real with yourself. Stay woke, people. Stay safe, most of all. Happy holidays and stay tuned.